We are in Ksubis, Lamed Aleph, Amabez 31b1 in the Arts of Gemara on the second column. And the Gemara just concluded uh, by saying that we need the case of Kimle Bidrabamine, the case of where a person is doing something and at one point in time they are violating two different uh, commandments. And so the case that was given earlier uh, was a case of stealing on Shabbos. And so as they're stealing, they're also stealing is one violation. The other one is that on Shabbos, one of the 39 forbidden activities is to, if there's no Eruv, to carry from inside the house to the public domain. And so as one is stealing, so then, <coughs> excuse me, they're also... Um, carrying from inside the house to outside, which is a violation of Shabbos. Um, and so th- with that violation of Shabbos, one also steals at the same time. The Gemara wanted to know what ex- is the case where this is happening exactly at the same time. And so the Gemara explains it's a case where they are dragging um, the item across. They're not picking it up because the moment they, they pick it up inside the house, so then that's when they're stealing. So it's not happening at the exact same time. The, the situation where it's happening at the exact same time would be a scenario where one is dragging the item from inside the house to outside the house at the moment that it goes outside the house. So then that's when uh, the person is in violation of both at the same time, both stealing and carrying from inside the house to the public domain. And so the Gemara had a, a few suggestions. Why did we need that case? We could have had a different case. In the end of the day, the Gemara said, and this is where we left off, the Gemara said that we need this case really to teach you that you might have thought that this is not a violation of Shabbos because it's not the normal way to carry is by dragging this item from inside the house to outside the house. That's not the normal way to carry. The normal way to carry is by picking it up and carrying it. So you might have thought that this is not a uh, biblical prohibition of Shabbos. Uh, no, that's why we need that case. We specifically need that, in that case to tell you that it is a Biblical prohibition, even though it's dragging and it's not the normal way. So the Gemara will discuss, well, how big exactly is this item? And in addition to that, uh, we'll have a discussion of where exactly you're dragging it to. Uh, and so this is now really sort of entering into, it's entering into the world of Shabbos, of when is, in what, when is one in violation of Shabbos from carrying it from inside the domain to outside to the public domain. And it's also we're also sort of entering into the world of kinyanim, the world of acquisitions, um, and halachically, what is viewed as when a person acquires an object. Obviously, the person is not acquiring it uh, to the full degree in this case because one is actually stealing it. Uh, but even when one steals, halachically, there's a point where we say this is now yours to be viewed as stolen. Um, what does it mean that it's yours? Obviously, you have to return it, but the point is that you are now held accountable and responsible to make sure that it gets back to the owner, even if it gets, let's say, it gets damaged um, uh, beyond your control. Uh, you still have an obligation to pay back once once you pick it up uh, and quote unquote acquire this object. You've acquired it to the point where you are responsible to return it, even um, even if it gets damaged beyond your control. You still have an obligation to pay back. So we're sort of entering into these two different topics of uh, the violation of Shabbos in terms of carrying and also how exactly do we define uh, when you uh, acquired or own 
this object. It's the laws of Kinyanim, which we refer to as the laws of Kinyanim. Uh, the halakhically, we have to try to understand when does one acquire an object. It's a very important discussion beyond just this case, but in general. At one point in time, does one acquire an object? Well, let's say when they're inside somebody else's home. Um, just uh, in general, when it, when is it uh, viewed as yours? Um, because if it's not yours yet, so then let's say it breaks, so then you're not responsible uh, because it still belongs to the original owner. At least if you didn't, uh, if it, there was no negligence, let's say it just broke on its own. So then, who would have to? Uh, uh, who whose loss is it? Is it is it the, the 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 owner of the house? Is it yours? You're the person inside the house. It has significant ramifications beyond just our particular case. So the Gemara first wants to know Ubimai. What exactly? What kind of object is this that we're dealing with, such that you have actually violated? Uh, Shabbos, now we need to teach you that you're violating Shabbos. If it's very heavy, so this is normal. It's normal to drag something which is so heavy. And so then, you don't need to teach me this. It's obvious. The whole point was that it's not normal, and yet you still violate Shabbos. If it's heavy, so then that you don't need to teach me that. That's obvious. If it's light and small, so then so then you have not violated Shabbos on a biblical level. That's not a violation of Shabbos. Uh, because it's small, and it is abnormal to drag something. If you take something small and drag it, that's not the normal way of carrying an object. So, in fact, you would not violate Shabbos on a biblical level. So the Gemara answers, no, El B'mitziyah. What we're discussing is something which is midsize. It's midsize, and dragging it would still be a biblical violation of Shabbos. Okay, so that, that solves that particular issue. So the Gemara now, want, now wants to know, Uda'afke lehecha. So now you're taking this object, dragging it, and you're bringing it outside. Where are you bringing this to? Eid Afke, moving on to 31b2 in the Archul Gemara. Eid Afke, the Rishis Harabim, if you're taking it into the public domain. It's now the public domain. Isr Shabbos, Isr Geneva It's true you violated Shabbos, but you have not yet acquired it to violate stealing. Uh, because you are basically carrying this, you're dragging this, you have not lifted it up. One of the ways, there's different ways of acquiring an object. One is hagba, but halachically, by picking it up. By picking it up, that's one way to acquire an object. Another way is potentially by dragging it, but not in the public domain. Not in the public domain. Uh, because it belongs to everybody. So to drag something in the public domain does not show ownership. You have to do something which shows ownership. To do that in the public domain would not be viewed as a form of acquiring the object. This concept of dragging it, representing, uh, showing, which is a, a form of acquiring it, would only be true if you drag it into your own domain. You bring it into your own domain. But just to drag it in the public, that wouldn't be viewed as acquiring it. So it can't be where it's in the, in the public. But if you drag it into, it, it's from one person's house, and your house is right next door, and you're dragging it into your own home, and that's, yes, you, you, that, that's a form of an acquisition and, and, and you've stolen it. But So then it's true, you stole the object because you're now dragging it into your own domain. But that's not a violation of Shabbos. The only time that one violates Shabbos is if they carry from their private domain to a public domain. On a biblical level, you can't carry from a private domain to a public, public domain. This is not a public domain. So what exactly is the case? So the Gemara will give... Um, We'll give three answers to this question. We'll see it'll be a total of three different answers to this question, which will really um, 
come to the heart of the question of when is it viewed as, as, as a proper acquisition and when is it not viewed as a proper acquisition. So my answer number one is as follows. You carry it, but you do not carry it into the public domain, but you carry it to the side of the public domain. Um, the house sort of is next to the public domain, but it was common to sort of p- place objects in the public domain to sort of act as a buffer to prevent the wagons from entering into and, and bumping against the walls of your house. I would sort of view this as, as a sidewalk, really, because it's the separation between the public domain and your house. Um, and so that's where you drag it into. And therefore what? Asks the Gemara. Oh, come on. Well, with regards to that area, with regards to the laws of Shabbos, there's a dispute. Is that viewed as the public domain or is that viewed as the private domain? If it's the public domain, so then you violated Shabbos, but still it's the public domain. So then you have not yet acquired it when you pulled it. You're dragging this. So you haven't acquired it. So we have the same question. And if it's viewed as the private domain, so then you have not yet violated Shabbos. So how does this answer even help? Asks the Gemara. Says the Gemara, come on. Who is this going according to? Ik Rabbi Lezer. If it's like Rabbi Lezer, but Rabbi Lezer says, Rabbi Lezer is of the opinion that, let's say, the sidewalk, this, this separation where the wagons can't go, it's still viewed as the public domain. And as such, if it's the public domain, it's true you have violated Shabbos, but you haven't yet stolen it because you're not picking it up, you're dragging it. And if you drag it into the public domain, that's not viewed as acquiring it. Ik Rabbanan, if you follow the position of the majority, the rabbis, the Rabbanan, if the side, that sidewalk is viewed as uh, the equivalent of a sidewalk, I'm just using that as an example, is viewed as um, as a private domain, so then you have not yet violated Shabbos on a biblical level. So how does this solve the answer? So the Gemara explains. This is all with an answer number one. The Gemara answers, no, really we follow the position of Rabbi Eliezer. When Rabbi Lazar said that it's viewed as the public domain, he meant with regards to the laws of Shabbos. It's very interesting. You could have sort of like a split here between there's how we define a certain area is it viewed as public or a private domain. It's not like it's one rule throughout. With regards to the laws of Shabbos, answers the Gemara, it's, according to Rabbi Lezer, it's viewed as a public domain. With regards to the rules of acquiring things, so then it's viewed as the private domain because, as the Gemara explains, because the public is not, they're not commonly found there. They're found on the main, they're found in the street itself where the wagons drive. They're not found uh, on the side. And so therefore, this, this in-between area, it's not like it's, either public or private, it really depends on the halachic discussion. With regards to the laws of Shabbos, it's viewed as a public domain. With regards to the laws of acquiring things, when you pull it, it's being viewed as being pulled into the private domain. So then, yeah, it is being viewed as being pulled into the private domain. So both are happening at the same time. When you pull it, you are violating Shabbos and you have acquired it. Again, this type of acquisition, it doesn't mean that uh, it's completely yours. You're stealing it, but at least with regards to being viewed as stolen, so then you've acquired it, um, and it's happening at the same time. So it's a fascinating idea that this area, which is in between, it's not a public domain, it's not a private domain, so then we view it as sometimes public, sometimes private. With regards to the laws of Shabbos, it's public. With regards to uh, the laws of acquiring things, it's viewed as private. And therefore, when you just pull it without picking it up, so then you would also be viewed as acquiring it. That's all answer number one. Answer number two. 
Rav Ashi Amar, Kegon, Shetzirif Yada Lamata Mishlosha Vikiblo, Kedirava, Dam Rava Yada Shal Adam Chashuvalo, Kaarba Alarba. Answer number two is saying you are not acquiring this through Mishicha, through pulling the object. Rather, what you're doing, explains Ravashi, is that you're putting it from one hand into the other hand. It, it's true you're dragging it, and, and it's below three tfachim, it's below, it's right by the ground. Uh, but you're dragging, it's not that you're dragging it and acquiring it through dragging it, you're putting it into the other hand. You're placing it into the other hand, and there's a concept, says Ravashi, it really comes from Rava. There's a concept that just by putting something into your hand is also a form of acquiring it, just by placing it into your hand. Because a hand is viewed as its own area, as its own area by placing it com- completely into the hand, so then that's a, a form of acquiring it. Even if you're, even if it's below, it's right by the ground, below three tzvachim. It's not viewed as, as being separated from the ground. Just by placing it into your hand, that alone would create an acquisition. So answer number one is that you're acquiring it through pulling. You're pulling it. But uh, you're pulling it into this area, which is not, it's it's like the sidewalk. It's not the public domain. It's not the private domain. It's an in-between area. Uh, That's answer number one. Answer number two is the way that you're acquiring it is through your hand. You're putting it into the other hand. And so that's how you are acquiring it. Answer number three, we'll get to it right now. Rav Acha says the Gemara, Learned like Rav Ashi, like answer number two, you're putting it into your hand. Ravina Masni, Ravina now goes back on the total of initial assumption and says, Ravina says the whole assumption to the question is wrong. Answer number three is that the question was assuming that you cannot acquire objects in the public domain by pulling. Maybe by picking up, but by pulling you cannot do that because pulling requires showing how you're bringing it into your domain. But it's not your domain. It's the public domain. Ravina comes along and he says that that's wrong. That assumption is wrong. You can, in fact, acquire an object by pulling it into the public domain. That would, in fact, work. And so that is the conclusion. That's the three answers, the three explanations. How could you acquire this if it's into the public domain? Answer number one is that it's uh, by the sidewalk area. The Tzidei Rishisarabim. Uh, and so you could acquire it there through Mashiach by pulling on it. Answer number two is that you're putting it into your hand and this unique form of an acquisition by just putting something into your hand. Answer number three is to say that our assumption is incorrect. You could, in fact, pull it into the public domain. And so the Gemara concludes. We'll read the, 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 the following Gemara, but the rest of the Gemara will discuss this dispute. Some opinions say that you could pull it into the public domain and that is viewed as an acquisition, acquiring it. That's Ravina. Others disagreed that the assumption of the Gemara was that no, you cannot pull it into the public domain. That would not uh, that would not be viewed as as an acquisition. Now, where did this dispute come from? So that's what the Gemara will be discussing for the rest of the Gemara for today's class. The uh, They both argue about how to interpret the following Mishnah. We have the following Mishnah, which says as follows: the Tanan. Let's say you have a thief who's pulling an animal out of the owner's rishus, out of the owner's domain, and it dies while it is still in the owner's domain. They're pulling on the animal. So we say, Pater, he has not, he has not stolen it yet. And so therefore he's exempted. As if the animal died, 
while it was still in the, in the original owner's uh, uh, domain and is and he owns it and it's his property, and the thief does not have to pay anything because it died before he stole it. It's not viewed when he pulls it in the uh, in, in the original owner's uh, courtyard. It's not viewed as in his field. It's not viewed as 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 though he's acquired it. It's not viewed as though he stole it. However, Higbio, if he lifts it up, the animal Oshotzim or let's say he takes it out of the owner's domain, the mace, and then the animal dies. Then he did he did acquire it when he stole it, and chayv. Therefore, he is liable to pay for it. Ravina daik meresha, Rav Acha daik meseifa. So Ravina, who says that you could acquire it, he 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 deduces this from the first case of this mishnah, which we'll get back to in a second. And those who say that you cannot acquire it by pulling in it, uh, they deduce it from the second case. What does this mean? Where do they where are they coming from? Ravina says the Gemara. Ravina daik meresha hayamosh chaviyotzev emes brishes bailim pater. Time of the mes brishes bailim. Hotzim brishes bailim emes chayav. Ravina says, "Well, what was the first case? The first case said that when you pull it in while you're still in the in the domain of the original owner, and then the animal dies, so it's not viewed as the, we didn't view you as stealing it. Well, that's the case where you didn't steal it. The implication is, but if you were to pull it outside the domain into the public domain." Even though you're just pulling it, that would be viewed as though you've acquired it. And if the animal dies right then and there, so then you are responsible. It's viewed as though you did steal it. So that's where Ravina, that's how he, he is of the opinion that, uh, that when a person pulls it into the public domain, so then they are viewed as acquiring it. That's the, that's the position of Ravina. However, Ravacha, Daik Meseifa, Ravacha learns it out from the, Learns the exact opposite from the second case. What's the second case? The cases are when a person lifts it up or takes it out. That's what the case was. Lifts it up in the domain of the original owner or takes it out uh, of the of the of the owner's domain. So then there's a there's a connection between the two. When we say that he pulls it out, it means that's to be similar to picking it up. When you pick it up, you're picking it up into it, it's representing that you're bringing it into your domain. So pulling it only works if you're bringing it into your domain. If if a person brings it into the public domain, so then uh, that person has not, according to this opinion, not according to Ravina, but according to this opinion, has not acquired it. It's only when they, a person brings it into their own domain, just like when they pick it up. There's a connection between the two. So one, Ravina uh, learns it out from the first case. Rav Acha, and the assumption of the Gemara learns it out from the other case, the exact opposite positions. So the Gemara wants to know, well, we have, why didn't Ravina, why, why do they, what, do, what, do each, what does each one do with the other, with, with, the, with the second case? What does Rav Acha do with the first case? Uh, we seem to be, why, why did one pick one versus the other? Rav Acha, Kasha, Reisha, Ravina, Kasha, Seifa. So the Gemara answers, no. Reisha, Rav Acha, Kasha, Rav Acha says, don't bring me a proof from the first case that when you pull it, when a person pulls it, so then they acquire it uh, when even when they go to the public domain. No, because it, the language is until it leaves the original owner's domain. What does that mean? It means, the interpretation is that until it has gone into the thief's domain, wherever it is, whether it's in the original owner's domain or whether it's in the public domain, a person has not acquired it until it goes into the thief's domain. That's how he will interpret uh, that that original line. And so that's why Ravacha is of the opinion. The assumption of the Gemara was that a person does not acquire it when they bring it into the public domain. 
But save the Ravina Lokasha What about Ravina? Ravina learns from the first case that you could in fact a person could acquire the object when they pull it into the public domain. What about the second part of the case, the of the of the Mishnah? The second part of the Mishnah, he he's of the opinion that you cannot make this comparison. There was an assumption that you make a comparison between picking it up when a person picks it up, so then that's when they acquire it to when they pull it, they have to pull it into their domain. But just like when they pick it up, it enters into their domain. So to when they pull it, it has to enter into their domain. Ravina says, I don't, I don't make such a connection. It's not true. That connection is not true. It's true. When you pick it up, it's, uh, when a person picks it up, it's entering into their domain. When, they're, when a person pulls it, so then it doesn't have to enter into the, their domain. Just pulling alone is a form of acquiring it. Um, and that's the position of Ravina. Okay. These issues of Kinyanim, they, they, come up, uh, they come up here, but they're really discussed at length in other tractates. Fascinating discussions. What is viewed as an acquisition, what is not viewed as an acquisition. Uh, but that's what we have for now. And we will continue on with, uh, this is the conclusion of Laman Aleph of Daf 31. We'll, and we'll continue with Laman Bays in the next recording.